We want to welcome you today to the Blessing from the Valley podcast with your host, Pastor Mark Brandon. Join Pastor Brandon as he takes a new look at the old book, the Bible. We are delighted that you have joined us today for this episode of the Blessing from the Valley. And this is the most wonderful time of the year. We are right here in Christmas week, so we hope you're having a great day. Looking forward to a great week, but uh, this is your host, uh, Pastor Mark Brandon, and uh, just so delighted that you have joined us today. And we are looking at uh, Isaiah 9-6 today. If you've listened to the podcast before, I try to just keep it 10, 12 minutes. Uh, we deal with a principle or a promise from God's Word, try to get some encouragement. And so we're looking at the most wonderful time of the year. We find the passage in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. Love the verse. The Bible says, For unto us a child is born, and to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. What a beautiful verse. I'm so thankful for it. We talked about how uh, the prophet Isaiah had looked through the quarters of time, the quarters of prophecy, 700 years, and seen the birth of Christ. And he saw a cradle. We dealt with that on the last episode. He saw a cross. The Bible says, unto us a son is given, not just any son. Again, we read John, we quoted John 3.16 on the last episode. Uh, the son was given. Why? That he might die, give his life for ransom for all of us. And we were thankful that for whosoever shall uh, call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. He gave his life. And uh, unto us a son is given. Then he saw a crown. He saw a cross. He saw a cradle. The Bible said the government shall be upon his shoulders. Now, he got, he got a crown of thorns. Uh, Jesus Christ came forth wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe, and Pilate saith unto them, Behold this man. But he's going to have a crown of glory, not a normal crown, but the Shekinah glory surrounding him. And we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels, Hebrews chapter 2 says suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he may be the grace of God should taste death for every man. And so we understand he's seen a crown of a crown of glory, a crown of thorns. But just in case that this isn't enough for you, that this is the most wonderful time of the year, and perhaps you're one of those who has uh, trouble during the Christmas season. And again, there's people that are Scrooges during this time. And, and by the way, Sometimes this time is difficult for people because there's empty chairs. Uh, family are no longer together because death has separated them. But, you know, let me give you some helpful things why we know that this is the most wonderful time of the year. Number one, Jesus has a wonderful heart to love us. Christ said this, greater love hath no man. His love, absolutely, we don't deserve his love. Um, his love has been unmerited. We, we honestly, we deserve hell. We certainly don't merit God's love. The Bible says that we're sinners. We're at enmity with God. Now, I know we don't like that, but before we get saved, we're at enmity with God. Died, uh, God saved us, and Jesus Christ died, born, died, raised again, that sin could be paid for in our life. And so he loves us, with an, an, an unselfish love um, and an unmerited love. We don't deserve his love. But number two, it's an unselfish love. 
Uh, I want you to know he he loves us. Uh, he he his love. He was so unselfish of to give of himself for you and for I and and all people. Um, unselfish. Think of that. And then here, I'm thankful for this. It's an unending love. Can I encourage you today that you, you'll never ever live and not be loved? God loves you. It's an unending love. Doesn't matter what you've done. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter where you live. He loves you today. Uh, for God so loved the what? The world. You're part of the world. And for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, you're for whosoever. And so let me let me read this to you. I found this the other day, and I thought it would be helpful. An elementary class had a holiday program and rose to sing Christmas Love. Now, it was a surprising title in a commercialized Christmas world today. The kids were aglow. They were adorned in fuzzy mittens, red sweaters, and bright snow caps upon their heads. Those in the front row, the center stage, they held up large letters, one by one, to spell out the, the title of the song. As the class would sing C is for Christmas, a child would hold up the letter C. Then H is for happy, and on and on. So each child holding up his portion had presented the complete message. Christmas, love. The performance was going smoothly until suddenly she did it. A small, quiet girl in the front row holding the letter M upside down. Totally unaware, her letter M appeared as a W. The audience of first through sixth graders, they snickered at this little one's mistake, but she had no idea they were laughing at her. So she stood tall, proudly holding her W. Although many teachers tried to shush the children, the laughter continued till the last letter was raised. And when all saw it together, a hush came over the audience. And eyes began to widen. Because in that instant, all understood the reason they were there. They were celebrating the holiday in the first place. Why, even in all the chaos, there was a purpose for the program. For when the Christ, for when the last letter was held high, the message read loud and clear, Christ was love. Aren't you thankful today? Christ was love. And I want you to know something, and I believe he still is. Jesus has a wonderful heart to love us. That's why this is the most wonderful time of the year. Can I just give you something else real quick? Jesus has a wonderful Jesus has wonderful hands to keep us from sinking. You know in Matthew chapter 14, he said, "Come." And you know when he looked at Peter and said, "Come," Peter was come down out of the ship. He walked on the water to go to Jesus. And you know the story. The Bible says in that chapter, Matthew chapter 14, but when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately, verse 31 says, Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him. You know, he caught Simon Peter before he went down. His hands are soft. His hands are strong. His hands are secure. You know, these are the same hands that fashioned wood in his dad's shop, the same hands that wrote in the sand rather than pointing a finger of condemnation at an adulterous woman, same hands that touched the blind man's eyes and touched the deaf ears, same hands replaced Malchus's ear, same hands that broke bread enough for a multitude, same hands that wiped tears from weeping eyes, including his own at times. One day, those hands will wipe away all tears. His hands was formed, has formed the heavens and the earth and yet grasped Mary's finger as a baby. 
Those hands, which washed the disciples' stinking feet, later wiped great drops of blood from his brow in the garden. Then those hands were fastened to the cross for you and for me. It was his hands, the power of his hands, that rolled the stone away from that tomb. It was his hands that the unbelieving Thomas found faith when he saw those nail-scarred hands. It was those hands that waved at the ascension, not saying goodbye, but see you later. And then those hands pointed, saying, until then, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. And I'll go to prepare a place for you with these hands and the hands that will receive us home one day. See, we've got every reason in the world to rejoice in the wonderful hands of Jesus Christ. Our names are graven on them. No man can pluck us from his hands. Lord, we're your small children, and we can't even walk without holding those hands. I was talking to someone the other day, and we were talking, and she said to me, this lady said to me, she's like, Pastor, I can't even walk without him holding my hands. Listen, we, we, we have the most wonderful time of the year during the Christmas season. Why? Because of his hands. He has wonderful hands to keep us from sinking, just like um, Peter many, many years ago. I thank God it is the most wonderful time of the year because of his hands. His heart. But then let me just quickly say this. Jesus has wonderful eyes to watch over us. The Bible says the eyes of the Lord go to and fro upon the earth. His eye sees the hopeless. His eye sees the helpless. His eyes um, sees everything, which should challenge us to do right, be right, and encourage us that we're never alone. I think of that uh, song, uh, maybe on the next podcast, I'll read the hymn history uh, of the song, His Eye is on the Sparrow. I have it, and I'll read that on the next podcast. I think that would be an encouragement to you. But I just want you to, to know today and encourage you today, it is the most wonderful time of the year because Jesus has the most wonderful heart to love us. and He has the most wonderful hands to help us. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful day today. Thank you for listening today. Our prayer is that this episode was a great encouragement to you, and we invite you to join us again next time for the blessing from the valley.